But it's not like any. I'm fine with what anyone says. They're saying it from, you know, it's valid because they're saying it in a sense, and then it's invalid because they're saying it. Yeah. But uh, to me, it was. I was like, just when you're a kid, you know, I was brought up a Catholic and they present these three traits of God, which was it's all-powerful, all-knowing, and everywhere, omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent. And I would wonder, why am I not running into it? Yeah? Why am I not feeling everywhere if I'm located in everywhere? I mean, I'm feeling shit I don't want to feel, running into people I don't want to meet all day. I really would like to meet God. Why? What's the cause of there's no meeting of that everywhere? I mean, it just, just used to baffle me. And then you enter practices, let's say. Basically, I find in my own case as an action figure, it didn't really have a yearning for enlightenment. It had a yearning to get out of what it thought it was in, basically. Yeah. It was a drive, a searching, or a wanting to get out. Now. It has been given names, different names, through the story of this, which was drugs, which was maybe a girlfriend, maybe money, not in my case, or career, not in my case, but uh, drugs mostly, and then spirituality. But really, it wasn't like I was that keen on drugs. I wanted to get out of something. And, uh, and to me, the, the efficiency of that process would be how fast it would get me out. Yeah. So. I started to do drugs and it got to, it leads to the inevitable point of like injecting because when I inject it into the bloodstream, it hits you rather fast, you know. So I had succeeded as far as I could to, I want to get out of how I'm feeling, that got me out of it. Now, unfortunately, it got me into a lot of other shit, but it seemed the deal, the payoff was worth the cost to a certain point, you know. Then that had an end because you can't, uh, See, you're not going to get arrested for spiritual seeking, usually. You know what I mean? The police aren't going to bust in here and fucking say, you're coming with us. We've, we've got cameras. You've been at 50 satsang. It's probably not going to happen. But in drugs world, you get arrested. For, you know, when you gather with a bunch of cocaine shooters, you're probably going to get arrested sooner or later because somebody's going to intervene. They don't particularly like what you're doing. So... That was sort of a dead end, so I naturally progressed into a spiritual search. And the spiritual search, it would be, it's much more delayed. Yeah, you're, you're basically investing, it could take lifetimes, you know, to get to your point. But enlightenment, a cessation of all suffering sounds pretty good, or whatever. So now, I was thinking, I was seeking, I wanted that. It was a noble urge to go there, but I didn't see what I was trying to get out of, you know. So I truly believe here, mostly, we don't see the moving, what we're moving away from. We only see the story of what we're moving towards, yeah? The story of here starts with what I'm moving towards, but what is it that I'm moving away from? And so when I had, when I, I'm going to skip, when I had uh, relief or satisfaction or contentment, or you want to call it, peace, whatever, and it stabilized, I realized I could give a shit about enlightenment or awakening or any of that at all. As soon as they, they, they were something because they, 
they represented a future contentment or a future peace. And I wanted that because I was in a contemporary anxiety, yeah? An irritability, restless discontent, or just a gnawing dissatisfaction, or like that hungry ghost in Tibetan Buddhism. A huge freaking belly with a small mouth. I couldn't get enough to put me over the top, yeah? And then uh, no matter what condition I could produce, it would change the next day. I couldn't stabilize. So, of course, these were my myths, you know, they were thousands of years old, like professed, awakening, Satori, all this stuff. I'm keen on that, but really what I was keen on is feeling a contentment and satisfaction that's always available at all times, right, where I am, without much requirement coming from here. Because I realize why the party sex is, sucks is I keep showing up, yeah? So I have to find a way for this not to show up, and I can't be interested in it not showing up, that would be it showing up, yeah? So there's a certain way that has to be discovered, because if this is interested in not being it, it's more it than ever. <laughs> when this is, I don't want to be a self, you're more a fucking self as you're portraying a non-self. <laughs> it's just, you can't seem to get out of it when you're in it, yeah? You know, because you and I are the meaning giver of everything as an activity. So like they say in physics, you know, the greatest influence of any experiment is the experimenter, yeah? Or every observation is distorted by the observed. We're the observed, we're the experimenter, yeah? So we have a huge role. So you can't get up, you can't lose, you can't use interest to lose interest, yeah? You can't set out being really interested in losing interest. <laughs> It doesn't work. I mean, you can try it a long time. But, so how can, you, how can it work? How can you get out of what this is representing as this? You can't. You can't use the system to get out of the system. It would just be the system. There's no exemptions. There's no loopholes where if I do enough, I can get out of it as the system. I don't see it to be so, so... What I have seen has been emphasized by other people, presented in a lot of ways. A guy sent me another uh, presentation by Raman and another writing. I really liked it, but because I have absolutely no interest in these talks, I fucking didn't write it down. It's on my, it's on my phone as a message. Quite nicely said, but it's the same thing of the presupposing of a non-existent thing. Yes. Wanting, and what is that presupposing of a non-existent thing? That's selfing, that's what it is, yeah? So this, this is non-existing, it has to be animated, yeah? This doesn't produce its own animation. You can have a perfect looking, perf every organ perfect, the ear, the, you know, the eyes, everything serviceable, but it's never turning on because the animation is gone, yeah? So obviously the animation is in, in the sense of this more important than this, because without the animation, there's no bodying, yeah? There's just a body, a non-existent thing. If you see this place as dreaming, it's non-existent. So that, that presupposing a non-existent thing, wanting to get salvation for the non-existent thing, all right? So here, you come and hear a talk. So here's the talk. It's all about what we are. You're the ever-present moment and you're like resonating, but what hears that message isn't you. It's the identification as a thing. 
So the identification as a thing, here's all the description by a thing about no thing. What happens? It doesn't go anywhere because now you have an idea of what you are held by what you're not. And so what you're not can never, what you're not does not translate the message clearly. Like you're a lion does not get translated when you capture it, your head captures it. It never hears it as you're a lion. It's subtly, I can become like a lion. Yeah, it switches it. Why? Because it can hear the message. It can only hear its message. So the claiming of the message, or let's say the message is heard, so let's call it an observation. Yeah? The observation of what you are is distorted by the observing of it. You are the observing of it. Yeah? So if the observing of it is in the identification as what it's not, it's going to hear the story of what it is. It may sound incredibly attractive, but what's going to claim to be the hearer of it is what it's not, what you're not. And then immediately, then what you're not has to, even in subtle ways, it has to see that it has to do something for it to become what it is. Yeah? This is just seeing what you're not. Yeah? See the activity of the mental state claiming to be the hearer of the fucking satsang. When you see that, yes, then suddenly the satsang, one of them can get through, not to you, not to the mental myth that's catching every freaking message, but to what you are. And when the Buddha hears about you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha, it goes somewhere. If Steve, Steve hears, hey, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha, it just confuses the hell out of Steve, you know? Well, what, you know, I've got to quit Buddhism now because I've been using the Buddha to seek the Buddha. See, the message wasn't to Steve. The message isn't to you. The message isn't to you. The message isn't from here. Yeah? It's talking at what we are from what we are. Yes? With the hopes that he can get through this defense of identification. And all it takes, how long do you think you'd have to sit the Buddha down for like a three-month retreat to tell it, Hey, Buddha, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. I would imagine the Buddha would get that quite quickly. But if you tell the Buddha, a.k.a. Steve, the Buddha being seemingly identified as Steve, if Steve hears the message, hey, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha, it just fucking confuses the hell out of Steve. Yeah? Because Steve thinks it's Steve. It's not hearing the message as Buddha. So the whole point of talks, in my view, is repetition because every defense has an opening. So what we seem to do is you overwhelm the system. We don't go, okay, every five minutes we'll say something profound and then sit there for three minutes. No, the fucking thing can regroup like that. You want to overwhelm it because it hears something goes, oh, let me think about it, and something else comes on it, something else comes on it, with the points that the system gets a little overloaded. One thing gets through, like a spiritual sperm, gets through the, the, the fucking mother of all mothers, mind, and the mind, it hits the, the womb of mind, and the mind conceives of something. What does it conceive of? Hey, I'm not that. Instead of conceiving, I'm that, I'm that, I'm that, it sees that, wait a minute, I am that. I don't need to entertain I'm that. What I need to see is that I've been entertaining I'm not. By seeing you've been entertaining, completely entertaining what you're not, 
to the point you start looking for what you are from what you're not, the what you're not gets negated and what, the, what happens? You find out what you are. You're that. The seeker is the sought. All these little cryptic statements now make freaking sense. What's looking is what you're looking for. What the fuck does that mean? Well, because I seem to be looking all day for shit. Exactly. But what's looking, being used to be looking for shit, is what you're looking for. You don't have to have a PhD. It's not like fucking rocket science. It's a simple logic being described. If it, if it cooks, if it connects, it's seamless. It's seamless. There'll never be one point where you'll stop looking for what you are. You'll never look another second for what you are, ever. It will be done, yeah? The, it will be done. It doesn't come up every seven years for review. It's freaking done, yeah? And when, you, when, when there was seeking going on, what brings you here? Seeking in a lot of cases. So obviously the seeking hasn't worked. <laughs> You're still freaking coming to another type of meeting to get something, yeah? But if you entertain this possibility, it works. It be actually in time as this, because this is an expression and an observation. In time, this realizes it's the last answer. And the last answer is a damn good answer. It's, it's, it negates all need for any other answers concerning this topic. You are fucking done, completely. And in a way, like we were talking about last week, when I used to, for the months and months, years and years ago, I had trouble with my digestion. So I was trying anything to get sort of some relief. And they came in with, at Whole Foods, they came in with these little bottles of Canadian uh, probiotics. And these ones, they didn't promise billions, they promised trillions. So trillions of fucking beneficial flora. And you bought a six pack, it was like 42 bucks for a week. Yeah, you drink one a day. 42 bucks for a year is a nice amount of money. And of course, because I'm spending so much money, I'm thinking, I think it's working. Because who wants to look like an asshole, you know? And you're like, yeah, I think I gotta feel a little bit better. And here I am, and so I decide, I'm gonna send my shit to this laboratory, famous one, Smoky Mountain Labs in Tennessee, and they will take a look at it, and I'll write an application of what I want them to check out. And of course, everyone is totally petrified of parasites, right? Parasites, see if there's any parasites. You're living as a parasite right now. Something's feeding on us all day, and you're worried about parasites. <laughs> Where is it? You're it. You're, you're the parasitical movement. What? <laughs> Why do you think it's, isn't, it's projected? You're so afraid of parasites because you're fucking in the state of it. So, all right, so, so he sent it in, it comes back, I read it, oh, no parasites, very good. And I go on and it says, all right, signs of beneficial flora. I now, I have, I have my, you know, I have imported trillions of beneficial flora citizens into my little intestinal world. And then I'm waiting, all right, cities must have been built, you know, fucking roadways. And then, all right, signs of beneficial flora, zero, Point zero zero. <laughs> what? There's absolutely no sign of any beneficial flora civilization. None. What the fuck have we been doing for a year? And then it goes, the next paragraph says, 
oh, there are these two bacterias in your system that love beneficial flora. <laughs> so basically, you've been catering to these two bacterias for a year, spending 4,000 freaking dollars for their welfare, and now they're fucking thriving. <laughs> fucking irritating as shit. This is sort of like self-will. Yeah. So now, let's say, all right, Paul, they bring me into like the spiritual board of authentication. They said, we're gonna test you, Paul, for uh, spiritual spirituality. So they're gonna take some whatever. They, they get the report, 0, 0.00 signs of any spirituality. <laughs> success. <laughs> Complete, utter success. 0. 0.00000, <laughs> not even a little inkling. That's a, that's a miracle. That which has been driven for like, since I was five years old, incessantly, incessantly looking to get out of what it was never in. To have that remedy, the, you know, to have that changed in such a dramatic way, and not only that, allowed it to stay changed as a stabilizing thing and the maintenance of it which i love the maintenance plan because there's no maintenance because you're being it so you don't have to fucking start the engine put oil in it just being it is more than enough and from this my wish of spirituality was relief from all this fucking being detached never being able to get hurt by anyone else da, da, da. People would see my loving gaze and they, oh, he's a special human, yes, and all this. You know, no, that, none of that happened. Basically, it seems like I was returned right to where I never wanted to be. Super fucking normal, whatever normal is. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> if I saw myself as the seeker I was, this would be the reason why I was seeking. I never wanted to end up so, if this is the final stop for spirituality, I'd get off if you want to be something, because you're not. <laughs> the mental state's going to be really upset, because maybe it sat down through 300 meetings about nothing, but always thinking there's going to be a something. But no, you're not getting fucking anything. It's just going to leave you high and dry. All the ladders, all the ropes are removed. Yeah? And there's the great wisdom of no escape. If you stop trying to escape, you may see that there's no, nowhere to escape from. Maybe. If you keep trying to escape, the observation makes the observed what it is, which is a prison. Yeah? You've got to see our role in things. Our role, see, we wake up with the handcuffs, but if you actually saw it, you got the handcuffs, you committed the crime, you played the policeman, you played the thief, and then the handcuffs are, and you're thinking, it's all dreaming in a sense, yeah. So, so the message in my view isn't to you, or to anyone, it's over your head hopefully. Because how far would you have to throw a ball in everywhere to hit the target, yeah? Not far, yeah. I don't have to throw it 300 yards, because everywhere, what I am is always here at all times. 
Why the hell isn't it getting the message? Well, because of this defense mechanism. So let's overwhelm the defense mechanism. All it takes is one little, one little sperm, and then the conception of, hey, I may not be that, and suddenly your journey is now the horse is in front of the cart. It's now there's correct, let's say correct view in a sense, and that is no view. So therefore, and you'll know it. You'll know it by how you travel. You don't need someone to authenticate it. You're the own authority. You'll feel it in your gut. It'll be like an unspoken yes. And you have to, and then this thing is just a Johnny come lately. This is just, it observes what's happened. It didn't cause it. It wasn't in the blueprint room. It's just the effect. And it has the ability to observe. So it observes after years, hey, I'm traveling lighter. And it can't write itself into the story because I didn't join a group, I didn't fucking commit myself, I didn't practice, like say that, that I, and that was, I thought were the requirements for it to get lighter. I thought there had to be a lot to be done to cause a stability of lightness. In my own experience, that's not the case because in all that doing, there was the constant claiming to be the doer of it, which I wasn't seeing. I was looking from the mental heist. I wasn't seeing it. Once the aperture opened up and I saw the fucking heist, basically, it's not a call to arms, it's a disarming. It's a disarming, not a call to arms, not a new sophisticated fucking subtle path. It's just a fucking dropping of it all. Yeah. There's a conceiving, an idea arises that you're a thing, yeah? It's presupposed, so when it arises, the idea of being a thing arises after conscious contact. So they're seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. There's no, there's no volition in concerning that. If your eyes are open, you're gonna see what flies by, yeah? You don't have a fucking filter. You can, the perceptions can be interpreted, but the seeing, is what's happening. Seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. Then, in time, because the only way it could happen is in time, there's a mental process that arises after the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching. When the mental process arises, it presupposes itself as a thing, and therefore, it comes after, and then it says, I'm the one who's conscious. So now you have a feeling that it's you seeing, you hearing, you feeling, you tasting, you touching, you doing, you feeling, you thinking, yes? It's made up, it's manufactured. So the this, this, this simple onness of now, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, allows a mental process to arise. The mental process arises and says, hey, you know what? It's you that's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and where is it gonna pin that idea to? It pins it to a body. So now you become the doer, the thinker, the feeler. And then suddenly, all the feelings that happen during the day that you notice, let's say, and not you, I mean the mental state, it claims those feelings and uses them to imply they're my feelings. So each feeling, just like this, you see it. It's so, just watch it. So here's, here's a thought. Yeah, thought, thought, thought. Oh, let's say here's a bottle. Everyone sees it. I'm going to give it a different intent, my bottle. 
So now the bottle is used to point to the one who has the bottle, yeah? So let's say thousands of bottles go by. You call them feelings or thoughts. Each one of them has, is, gets this, this, afterwards get this tail, you know, pinned on, and then suddenly it's my bottle, yeah? My thoughts, my feelings. This is the act of being, this is the act of being identified as a self. That's what the mental process is in. And if you go into the memories to think of yourself as a non-self, you see yourself as a body in the past. And when you're worrying about you, you're worrying about you as a body in the future. So the system, the memory are not reliable because they see everything as bodies, yeah? Perceptions are not reliable. Put on a pair of sunglasses, they can change like that. They can be altered and manipulated, yeah? And def definitely the thoughts are completely assuming and insinuating that you're a body, yeah? That's the only way you could be thought about. You can't be thought about as a spirit. There's nothing to cling to. There's nothing to attach to. It's like a barnacle searching for a hole. It can attach, but to a body it can attach, yes? So now you have all these thoughts about you, all these feelings about you, all these histories about you, and basically they're arising after the conscious contact, but we slip ourselves the hand habitually goes into the glove and now feels life from the glove's interpretation. All the while, maybe not really completely enjoying it, but then as soon as it wants something better, it thinks of something better as the glove. And this is how it gets thwarted once again. If you saw you were not the glove, then what could possibly be entertained? Hey, I can take the hand out. What happens? Oh, the hand's out. What happens? Life comes back, puts a glove on it again. But now you don't forget that you're the hand by remembering you're a glove. You see what remembers you as a glove isn't you. You don't waste any time trying to convince what you're not to be what it is. You don't waste any freaking time, let's prove that you don't have free will. Give me a break. You're going to go to the cafe and you're going to order a mocha instead of a fucking soy latte. It's gonna, there's going to be a feeling, see, I made a choice. Why do you want to go against all that programming? Why do you want to change the source code of this? You must think it's you, or you must believe it has the ability to obscure you from whatever you're looking for. That's totally insane. So really it boils down to, instead of looking for what you are from what you're not, you see what you're not from what you are. That's it, really. Same thing. So switch. You can be looking for what you are from what you're not. The emphasis here. Or the emphasis can be seeing what you're not from what you are. That's it. If the emphasis is there, if 51% of your stock arise goes here, then some things that you are trying to fucking experience stabilize, like contentment, sort of a baseline of satisfaction, you're chilled out, you know what I mean? <laughs> Things that you would pay hundreds of dollars to try to get done, that never kept, could stay done, now become the new norm. What more do you freaking want here? You don't want enlightenment. You want fucking contentment and satisfaction. If you had that, you would drop all the fucking placards and just be that, you know, be that. But see, the head, the mental state wants to become, it doesn't want to be. 
It wants to be, it doesn't mind becoming what it is. It will spend lifetimes doing that. <laughs> it will, because there's no threat there. But being, but being what you are, I feel, if you want to call an arrival, can only be quote unquote arrived at by seeing what you're not. You're not going to arrive there from what you're not. You're not. It's not going to fucking happen, or has it? Let's break and get an ice cream. <laughs> you'll get more of an experience than you'll get out of this whole fucking thing. Chocolate, double the fudge, chocolate. Mm. I've watched it. I've watched, man. One thing I do is watch a lot. I remember I did this retreat talked to a lot of people. Some of you guys are here new. I did a retreat in a, I used to call it the upper middle way, very high end <laughs> retreats in Marin. Very nice, sumptuous food, unbelievable spreads three times a day. And then it was like, you'd meet the guy in the morning or the woman, whoever was leading, and they, you could have a therapeutic session, so to speak, and then you'd be out 13 hours walking or, you know, sitting usually a mix so then and then everyone would start walking slowly you know mindfully to the the food place at rock because at six the food was served so i was roaming around some hill and i got there a little early i walk in and i see ice cream first time they had ice cream on the fucking thing so i sat down and i watched people walk in so they walk in like this and then they see the ice cream. You see the, the whole three weeks were gone of retreat. <laughs> Some went right and got ice cream right away. Others got the food and ice cream. You'd see it. Gone. Three weeks of fucking. You're not, not going to win trying to change this fucking thing. You know what I mean? It's just, what's, you're not going to make this spiritual. <laughs> you, can, you can fool somebody else. <laughs> But you're not going to fool. A thing is not going to become a no thing. <laughs> I don't know. I love this message because I think I'm a slacker at heart, first of all. <laughs> I remember the retreats I was at. The first day was so fucking beautiful. You walk into a big zendo with one little cushion for each place. After about five days, there'd be mountains of cushions. Just trying someone getting their left cheek off because the body was reigning supreme. <laughs> With all body, all fucking trying to make the body comfortable. It's insane. Just get the body a good couch, chill out. You know, you are what you're looking for. Why do you think these people would say that? You know, some people have a lot of creds, like St. Francis and Hoang Po, my favorite old Zen guy. He would say, whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving, so we're all off the game board. <laughs> because I'm seeing you, so obviously that's not what's perceiving. And you're seeing this, and obviously this is not what's perceiving, yeah? So what the fuck is perceiving? And then he goes, simply, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha can't use mind to seek mind. You can't use light to seek light. Obviously. Does it really need a seminar to explain that? The dilemma is, if light is identified as something that seems not to be light, then it makes sense to light as that that seems not to be light, maybe to seek light, yeah? 
the Buddha takes itself to be Steve, then from the Buddha's standpoint as Steve, it makes, makes sense to fucking look for the Buddha, obviously, because Steve doesn't feel that great. Steve gets mad, he has jealousy, seemingly, he fucking acts out. He can't go to a picnic and behave himself. Tons of Kenoni, three month long relationships, that's about it. So Steve needs seemingly a lot of help. So he's, you know, he figures maybe Buddhism, you know, it's all right, makes sense, all the while. But if, it's the, if Steve is actually an appearance, and what Steve represents truly is an appearance of Buddha, then the Buddha, it makes no sense for the Buddha to use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Because in a case, seeking is usually for the goal, and the, if the goal was already inherent, then there would be no need to seek, yes? If you are the Buddha, what would be the quickest, the longest way to find it, which would be never finding it, would be the Buddha looking for the Buddha. Yeah? This is it. What's, what's causing the Buddha to look for the Buddha? Or seemingly causing? I believe it's an act of being identified as what you're not. And then, so you hear the message of what you are, and you're here, and all well and good. But what hears the message is more important than the message. What's more important than what's observed is the observation of it. It gives it more meaning. The observed doesn't give meaning to the observation. The observation gives meaning to the observed. So what gives meaning to the message isn't the message, it's the one who hears the message. And if the one that's hearing the message has been perceived or presented as you, as this thing, then the message gets neutered. Then the message, you're a lion, doesn't get through. It turns into, I can become like a lion. And concerning being, if you introduce time into it, you're never fucking getting there. You're not going to arrive at being through time. Questions? No. Again, too, seriously, this is an invitation. This is not a call for debate. I don't care what anyone does. I don't even care about the message of it. This is it. It's like a pair of shoes. If it fits, wear it. You know, I don't want to talk about shoes from Peru are better than shoes from America. I care less. I'm like a cod salesman. Here's cod. I don't have any opinion on salmon or mackerel. Here you go. You make up your own cookbook, but I put here. There's a cod. Yeah. If you come back a year from now, cod. <laughs> Eight years from now, cod. It's not like, oh, what's new and improved for non-duality this year? Fucking nothing. <laughs> Could you imagine if you stop looking, you may find, really, Take a chance. All the adding of something is, ends, ends up to be nothing anyway. Just start with nothing. See what happens. I 
what they say in Zen, the old treatise, Faith Mind. I love that, because the mental process, though there's tons of faith in it, doesn't deserve any faith. It's a failed system, yeah? But mind, big mind, can be rested. There's no one to rest in it. It can rest in itself. It's always available at all times, right where you are. No requirement necessary, other than the ones you make up, really. Yeah, that's it. Any questions, bro? No? Yes. You? Everything's all right? Yes. Mike? All right, well, let's pass the basket. And